Macaroni, we are back with another amazing episode that I will that I've been getting uh, a lot of requests for, and this is all about Doc. Which nutritional supplements do I need? But first, we're gonna have a different approach on this episode. I'm gonna start giving shoutouts to the people that leave me five star reviews. Okay. Even if you leave me a one-star review, I'll probably give you a shout-out as well. Anyways, this last five-star review comes from the You Economy participant. She says, I was introduced to the great Dr. Mike five years ago. I was amazed by his knowledge and insight into our health and wellness. He was able to break down really difficult ideas into manageable pieces for everyone to understand. Since then, I've been hooked on everything Dr. Mike has going on. From this outstanding podcast to his master vitality class, I'm excited to learn all I can from him. Keep up the great work, Dr. Mike. Aloha. Well, thank you very much, the You Economy participant. Man, I love getting those those five-star reviews. And if you feel compelled to write a five-star review, you can just go ahead and leave us on the app or you can go straight from our website. And then if you're listening to us, on the website, there's a little um, there's a little button you can press there. All right, let's get straight into the episode. So this episode is mainly for the person who is concerned about their health. They're confused about nutritional supplements and navigating that road. Um, you are probably a frequent listener of the of the podcast or podcast in general. You are on social media following all kinds of health gurus. And you are confused. You have tons and tons of information, but just a lack of direction. This podcast is for you. And by the end of it, you'll have an understanding of my thought process on how we use supplementation and a little bit of a roadmap on how to use supplementation effectively. So let's get started on the episode. So before we even dive into talking about supplementation I need to stress to you guys how important your diet is because a lot of people just jump into supplementation expecting it to solve their problem, but they get right off track. And they wonder why uh, people say that you're just flushing your money down the toilet. And, And this is the reason why you need to start with your diet. So what do I recommend? This is what People ask me all the time, well, what diet do I recommend? Do I recommend a specific diet? And no, I don't recommend a specific diet. What I do recommend is that you eat seasonally, you eat geographically. So what's locally grown in your area? Is it growing currently? What's roaming around in your area? Is it raised locally? Uh, It has to be nutrient-dense, whole foods. And if you need an idea, just go to the website and I have a free shopping list that has all the things that you should be stocking your kitchen with. Now, another question I get is, can you get all the nutrient needs from your diet? And that's a yes, you actually can. Now, the follow-up question to that is, well, do most people get all their nutrient needs from their diet? And it's no. And, and there's there's some reasons why. Um, you know, we most of the food grown is grown in depleted soils. There's improper farming methods. Um, environmental toxins is another big one. 
dealing with genetically modified foods, irritated foods, just poor diet in general. And as you age, your gut actually loses its ability to extract the nutrients that you're eating from your food. And you probably are only getting about 40 to 50% of the nutrients from the food that you're eating in a healthy gut. So if your gut function is down, you're getting a lower amount of nutrient absorption from that anyway. Now, if you guys go back to episode 61, I talked about how to choose a nutritional supplement, what to look for in a supplement, the brands, the type of supplement, you know, the, the forms and all that stuff. So you can go to episode 61 and look on and uh, look, you can listen to what I talked about there. Now, let's talk about when you should supplement, right? We just talked about the need for supplementation. Let's talk about when you should supplement. It's another big question I get is, Doc, when do I need to supplement? And I don't recommend people, you know, you know, using like a daily thing. You need to understand what your body's going through and your needs. Now, you don't need to know specific things. You don't need to run a lab test just to know your specific needs. I mean, you can, but you don't need to. People spend exorbitant amounts of money trying to do that. You know, you can just use general cues. It's like, are you going through a high times of stress? If you are, you may need some supplementation. Are you traveling, you know, go, you know, flying on the airplane and going somewhere else and eating out of the hotels and Maybe you've had a heavier workload or heavier workouts. Um, maybe you're feeling sluggish or fatigued. Uh, maybe you're going through a recovery from an illness. Maybe you got a cold or the flu. Maybe you need, you know, you need some supplementation then. Maybe you just have a poor diet. You know that you're eating McDonald's or fast food on a regular basis. You need to supplement there. You know that you're being exposed to toxins. Maybe you live in an environment where there's high levels of pollution. Maybe yeah, those are times when supplementation is effective. As human beings, unlike some other animals on this planet, we actually need to get our nutrients so that we can, we can create cellular repair and do all, all sorts of metabolic processes in our body. You know, like we need vitamin C. You know, we, we can't make it ourselves, uh, unlike goats. Uh, so... Dietary recommendations have, you know, they, they, they've researched, and they've come up with a list of what they call essential nutrients. So we have things called essential amino acids. Whenever a nutrient says essential, it means that your body does not make it. So there's um, essentially nine essential amino acids. Uh, well, we, we were taught this in school called Private Tim Hall. That's the abbreviation for phenylalanine, valine, uh threonine, tryptophan, isoleucine, methionine, histidine, leucine, and lysine. Oh man, taking me back to school, I had to, had to think about all those. So Private Tim Hall is how, how we remember it. Um, essential amino acids are essential to building and maintenance of your cell structure. Um, you know, protein is essential for hormonal production, for your immunoglobulins, so your immune system. Every single thing is built upon amino acids. Maintaining your DNA is a bunch of amino acids. Uh, we also need essential fatty acids, and there's two major essential fatty acids. One is linoleic acid, which is an omega-6 fatty acid. And then the omega-3 fatty acid 
is alpha-linolenic acid, ALA. A lot of times people get these confused. They call it linoleic, I mean linolenic acid and uh, uh, alpha-linoleic acid. I get that confused all the time. It doesn't really matter, you know, it, as long as you know that you have two essential uh, fatty acids, which is an omega-6 and omega-3. The omega-6, you know, comes from stuff like um, vegetable oil, vegetable, <laughs> vegetable oils, safflower oils, um, meat, poultry, eggs. Those are your arachidonic acids. Um, and then you also got your omega-3s, which a lot of people are, are familiar with. You know, you got your uh, fish oils, your krill oils, algae, which contains a lot of EPA and DHA. Okay, so you need a balance, by the way, of omega-3s and omega-6s. Um, previously, we, uh, you know, as, as a nutritional community, we've always talked about how, how much more is, um, omega-3 fatty acids we need in our diet. And through that message, people actually take a lot and, and eat a lot of omega-3s. And actually now what we're seeing is that the balance between omega-3s and 6s is actually being thrown off. So you got to make sure that you have a balance of omega-3s and omega-6s. It's actually a surprising thing is when you run these uh, omega-3 to 6 ratio tests, I've actually seen patients where they're way more uh, on the omega-3 dominant side. So it's all about, your body's all about balance. Just because, you know, we hear in the news that omega-6 fatty acids are pro-inflammatory and that we need to supplement with anti-inflammatory or omega-3 fatty acids, you got to remember the body's all about balance. So with that said, we also have essential vitamins. You know, you got your fat-soluble fat vitamins, vitamins A, D, E, and K. You got your water-solubles, your, your B-complex, your vitamin C. Um, and then you got your essential minerals. You got your macros, your macro minerals. You got your micro minerals. Um, macro, I, won't, I won't go through the whole list of it, but do know, I mean, what I'm trying to say here is that you are, your body's in need of all these nutrients and your cells take these nutrients and go through replication. They go through detoxification. All the different physiological responses within a cell is dependent upon nutrients. Majority of the chronic degenerative diseases that we're seeing is because of a nutrient deficiency. Oh, and there's one more nutrient that's essential to our body. That's water. We don't think about that as much, but your body utilizes water and it's, it's an essential nutrient. You need to get that. Okay. Now, with that said, they've done studies on, on, on the general population. If we're getting the correct amount or, you know, the adequate amount of vitamins and minerals and macronutrients and micronutrients on a daily basis. And even if the, even when they came out with the DRI, which is the daily recommended intake of these nutrients, which is which which came about by the way to prevent, and I said this in the other podcast, to prevent diseases of nutrient deficiencies like scurvy, rickets, beriberi, pellagra. And when they came out with that stuff, it was basically the minimum amount that you needed to stave off these diseases. Now, when you read labels, that's typically going up with the DRI and you, and you see it and it says vitamin C 100%. Um, and, and we often think that if we are getting 100%, that that's adequate for optimal cellular function and that's not correct. So now with that said, if the DRI is the minimum amount and when they've done studies and they show that almost 80% of the population is not even getting the DRI, 
we see a need for supplementation, okay? Well, first we need to get the diet right. We need to, we need to do that. But do know that majority of the people will never get that happening. And um, even if they do, the absorption rate of the foods that you're eating is about 40% efficient. So we need to be doing something more. So do we need do we need to only rely on supplementation? No. Do we need to only rely on diet? No. It needs a combination of both. So diet, supplementation, and also lifestyle as well. You get those all going correctly, and your body will run correctly. All right? Body's kind of like a car. So we got to understand the things that it needs and then supply the need for that. All right, I'm going to give you a list of the ones that I recommend. Uh, this is what I recommend to patients. So I'm going to start with the ones that I think everybody should be taking on a daily basis. Then I'm going to give you another list of things that are dependent upon your current state of health, what you're going through, uh, your diet, all of the stuff that I listed before. And then I'm going to give you a list of specialized supplements. And then we'll call it a day, okay? All right, the number one thing that I think people should be taking on a daily basis are minerals. Because... We deplete minerals in our body so frequently. And the number one mineral that I think people should be supplementing with is magnesium. And a lot, of, a lot of times we don't think about magnesium. We hear about it. We don't think why it's important. And you know, it, it, I see magnesium deficiencies in a lot of you know, constipation. You got high blood pressure, um, muscle cramps. It's involved in carbohydrate metabolism, um, DNA, RNA repair. Uh, neurotransmitter regulation, which I'm really big on, uh, helping to reduce inflammation is one of the most depleted minerals in the body. And what makes getting enough magnesium really difficult is that it's such a big molecule that it has a hard time absorbing through the GI tract. So what I recommend to my patients is using a topical form of magnesium, which uh, I like ancient minerals is, is one of the best forms I like the gel one. The oil one is okay, but it gets slippery after a while. But um, the, the ancient minerals gel form, really good. Um, some good food sources that you can you can definitely or you should be taking part in is pumpkin seeds, uh, spinach, uh, Swiss chard. And for you chocolate lovers, you guys are going to love hearing this, dark chocolate. But it has to be above 70% cacao. All right? Dark chocolate. It's bitter, by the way. You know, it's not like Reese's peanut butter cups and Hershey Kisses. Uh, it's, these, this is real dark chocolate where you can actually taste the bitterness of the cacao. You can also use Epsom salt baths to help um, absorption of magnesium through the skin. Now, the next mineral that everybody should be supplementing on a daily basis is zinc. Right? The zinc is just important for your immune system, for uh, um, cellular growth, repair, um, and carbohydrate metabolism. So you see magnesium and zinc is important for carbohydrate metabolism. And that's a very important key in the degenerative process and staving that off is to maintain proper amounts of carbohydrate metabolism. And if you don't have proper carbohydrate metabolism, you end up with chronic fatigue, um, diabetes, and then ultimately you got stuff like cancer and dementia, Alzheimer's, um, all of these things. It, it all stems back to faulty carbohydrate metabolism. Zinc is also crucial for stomach acid production um, and also for fertility. Um, I like 
the I like two forms of zinc. Uh, one is bisglycinate, and the other one is arginate. Um, and when I talk about minerals, there's um, there's a company called Albion Labs. Those are, in my opinion, and from the research that I've seen, and just clinically, they have the the best absorption rate and bioavailability uh, forms of of minerals. Just be, just the way that they they chelate the minerals and chelate is it has to be attached to an, a, a specific type of amino acid so that it will actually absorb through your GI tract easily and be available to use. So Albion Labs has the um, has usually one of the best ones. So some good food sources for zinc: um, grass-fed beef, shellfish, cashews, chickpeas, lentils, um, hemp seeds, uh, eggs, and yes, dark chocolate. So. Yay for dark chocolate. I usually recommend staying anywhere between 30 to 45 milligrams on zinc. Anytime you start going over about 50 milligrams, you actually will do, do the exact opposite of what you're trying to do with zinc. So it may cause a little bit of an issue there. All right, the number, the number two thing that I think that everybody should be supplementing on a daily basis is PQQ and ubiquinol. So a lot of people are more familiar with CoQ10, but the um, the better forms is ubiquinol, which is the um, higher bioavailable form of CoQ10. And PQQ, it's a long, weird word to say, quinoline quinone, okay? PQQ. Basically, PQQ, what it does is it promotes the generation of new back, um, bacteria. <laughs> mitochondria is a bacteria, but it, it promotes generation of new mitochondria. So you increase the amount of CoQ10 and you also increase the amount of mitochondria. Why is that important? Well, you got more energy producing factories. So you see how magnesium and zinc help with carbohydrate metabolism and then having more mitochondria available and CoQ10 is an electron transporter within the, the electron transport chain. So you're gonna help to increase energy production through that. Um, the, there, there, there's a form or I should say um, a, a blend that's the word I'm looking for, that actually will increase the effectiveness um, of it. I don't know how to pronounce the name of this herb. Uh, I'm, I'm probably butchering it, but it's called um, Shilajit. And there's a blend that contains that. And what it does is it actually helps to double the levels of CoQ10 in the mitochondria itself. So you're with Ubiquinol, PQQ, and Shilajit, you, you'll have an increase in the amount of CoQ10 available, it'll double that, and you'll also increase the number of mitochondria. Basically, this equals to more efficient energy production. So very, very important because on a daily basis, we're assaulting the mitochondria and we're ending up with all kinds of issues. Now, if you are on a statin, lovastatin, any type of cholesterol-lowering medication, you need to be on this. Because what this does is, it, what statins do is they block the production of CoQ10. And that's a very important important part of the electron transport chain. That's why a lot of side effects uh, surrounding statins is muscle pains. And 
your heart is a muscle. And if you don't produce enough energy in the muscles, they stop working effectively. Okay, so if you're on a statin, one, you shouldn't be on it. Talk to your doctor and tell them to do some research. Um, but if you are, you need to be on PQQ and Ubiquinol. All right, the next supplement that I think everybody should be on on a daily basis is called Alkalete. And Alkalete is something that I use with every single patient because what this does is it rebalances your body's pH levels. Just through the natural cellular processes, we are kicking out so many organic acids that it's throwing off the cellular pH balance. And what alkali does is it helps curb that response, takes away and, and, and mops up all this acidic waste and basically what we call buffering. It buffers all, all acidic waste so that we don't get into a state of metabolic acidosis, which, I mean, just throws off oxygen delivery, throws off nutrient um, absorption and delivery, throws off the electrical capacity, um, all kinds of things that basically just slows down how the cell functions. So if you're not able to get nutrients in, not able to get waste out, the cells start you know, degenerating at a more rapid um, rate. So alkali, everybody should be taking that on a daily basis to help wipe out all the acidic waste that we're, being, uh, that we're producing. Another one is molecular hydrogen. Okay, and this, is, this, in my opinion, is the, the, the counterpart to, to alkali on you know, curbing the acidic load. Um, in your body, you're producing a lot of free radicals. Okay? And the major free radical that we're trying to curb is a hydroxyl. Now, this is the one free radical that does so much damage in our body, creates huge amounts of oxidative stress within the mitochondria. So as you start driving your mitochondria, you produce more mitochondria by taking PQQ, you're actually going to be producing more hydroxyl free radicals. And this in and of itself will speed up the degenerative process. So if you're increasing carbohydrate metabolism by taking more magnesium and zinc, you're increasing more mitochondria and its function by taking PQQ, ubiquinol, and shilajit, you need to be curbing that free radical response by taking stuff like molecular hydrogen. And, and the benefit of molecular hydrogen is such a small molecule that it absorbs straight through the cell membrane and actually goes through the nuclear membrane as well and then protects the DNA from any type of free radical damage. The other thing too, it's a selective molecule so that it only attaches to the hydroxyl free radical and neutralizes it and the byproduct is water. Other types of antioxidants that we're, we're commonly you know, known that we know about like vitamin C, vitamin A, those are nonspecific, meaning that it goes in there and, and it, it's an electron donor and it just donates an electron and it neutralizes all free radicals. Now there are some free radicals that we actually need like nitric oxide for vasodilation and all kinds of other uh, things that, you know, that we don't know yet in the body. But nitric oxide is, is a useful free radical. We also use free radicals um, when we need to deal with infections. That's how uh, our immune system gets rid of pathogens, uses free radicals. So we don't want to necessarily neutralize all free radicals, just the harmful ones like the hydroxyl. And that's why um, molecular hydrogen, and there's been so many studies that have been done on molecular hydrogen uh, and, and I'll list some of those that, that you guys can take a look at. And they've also shown clinically um, that molecular hydrogen is so effective at a lot of uh, inflammatory issues like in the brain, like diabetes, cancer, 
all those types of things is very, very effective. And you can do, do, your, um, do your due due diligence on the research and that. Um, so that's my list for the things that I think everybody should be supplementing on a daily basis. So minerals like magnesium and zinc, PQQ, ubiquinol, she legit, alkylated molecular hydrogen. That's my what I call my four horsemen. Now, these next supplements is on an as-needed basis. You got to kind of know what you're going through and if you would need it because of your certain situation. So the first one is omega-3s from fish oils. You know, I'm not a real big fan on fish oils just because of the rancidity, you know, levels. And also, um, you don't know specifically if there's any contaminants. You know, you, you get concerned about heavy metals. And um, so there's different processes on how they make it. And then there's also, you know, there's also argument between the ethyl ester form and the triglyceride form and what absorbs better and all that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, for me, if, if you're eating adequate amounts of seafood, you, you're, you're doing well with omega-3s. But if you need more, um, you know, find a reputable uh, form of omega-3 fatty acids like from fish oils. Or, there, you know, there's plant-based, you know, like flaxseed oils and whatnot. But uh, I like Nordic Naturals is a really good one that I have a good success with. And there's some other companies that I've used in the past. But Nordic Naturals usually, usually is fairly clean. Um, but, you know, get it from fish. So the next one is vitamin D. This is, uh, this is dependent upon your exposure to sunlight and how much, you know, where you live and, you know, how how well you're able to get out in the sun and if you are able to get out in the sun. So um, vitamin D, you know, in, in the form of colocalciferol, which is, the, which is vitamin D3, you want the, the active form, anywhere between 5,000 to 7,000 IUs. Now, don't go overboard, especially with vitamin Ds, vitamin As, vitamin E and K, just because the, the fat-soluble vitamins, um, you can end up with a toxicity. So ease off of that and, um, and know when to supplement. If you got lower levels of sunshine, then you, you're going you're to be using it. You live in the, the northern latitudes, you need some more vitamin D. Uh, next one is proteolytic enzymes. So proteolytic enzymes... Uh, I, I use it for two things. One is for digestion, obviously, and the second one is for inflammation. So if you have chronic inflammation, you can take proteolytic enzymes on an empty stomach and it will help curb the inflammatory response. So if you're going through, uh, maybe you got a, I don't know, something like you got an injury, right? You, maybe you tore your shoulder rotator cuff or something like that. You got a hot disc in your low back. Proteolytic enzymes will help a lot. And it will actually fix the problem rather than just covering it up with uh, like pains, uh, pain, pain management, pain meds and all that stuff. Uh, the next one that I think everybody should be using on an as needed basis is probiotics. Now, there's billions of different probiotics on the market. Preferably, I want you to get it from like fermented foods. That would be preferable sources. But if you need probiotics, you know, go and, and look for multi-strain, first of all. There are some spore-based that I use as well, like um, Bacillus coagulans. Um, Canadian BC30 is another one that I use. Um, next one is L-carnitine. This is just something that helps with the shuttling of fatty acids into, into the cell, into the mitochondria, so that you can... You can utilize fat more effectively in burning it for cleaner energy. And then 
A lot of people ask me about multivitamin, multiminerals. I'm not a real big fan of multivitamin, multiminerals on an, on a you know, continual basis. On an as-needed basis, you know, like every once in a blue moon, like you're coming out of a sickness or something like that, or your diet's poor, yeah, your multi will help short-term. Uh, Long-term, not a, not a real big fan of it. Um, if you're looking for a multi that you want to use on a more consistent basis, I recommend looking for green drinks, making your own green drink, or there's different green drinks on the market. Um, look for one that you like, and most of them are actually pretty decent. Uh, but that's my that's my preferred form of if you're trying to do a multivitamin. Now, this next list is what I call my specialized supplements. Um, you don't necessarily need this. All it does is it pretty much enhances cellular function. Um, sometimes what it does is it, it, it just replaces some of the things and makes, makes things more efficient. Um, so these are, these are my list of specialized supplements. They also can be used to help in, in a treatment process as well. So whenever I use supplementation, I look at it from uh, you know, a multi-tiered level. There's your base just satisfying your nutrient needs. Then there's you know, utilizing it on, to enhance function. And then there's what we call a nutraceutical to get a pharmaceutical response from from you know an intervention like that so basically just using it using nutrition in the f in the form of a higher dosage or type or form um, to get a pharmacological response out of the body so the the one thing that that i feel um, is at the top of my list for specialized supplement is exogenous ketones uh, there's a lot of companies out there that are talking about this. A lot of gurus out there that are talking about this. And there's basically two forms. Um, basically, if you don't know what ketones are, this is basically what your body turns to uh, when your your sugar reserves, your carbohydrate reserves, are all used up. And this is another form of of fuel that your brain cells will use, your muscle cells will use. This is basically what happens. You know, you, you, your body turns towards fat, breaks it down, and uses it as ketone bodies, and that can interject into the, the what you call the citric acid cycle, the Krebs cycle, and make ATP. Okay, so there's two forms. Uh, one is MCT oil, which a lot of people are are familiar with. There's companies on the market that make MCT oils in the form of either powders uh, or straight up oils. Um, one of the big, you know, everybody kind of knows about in the health scene is like Bulletproof Coffee uh, by Dave Asprey. And he uses, he uses what's called Brain Octane, which is a specific form of MCT oils. is a concentrated form on the different type, a different amount of carbon chains. Uh, it's really effective, you know, it's shown to increase ketone body production in the liver, you know, when you take it. But the drawbacks of most MCT oils is creating intestinal distress. Um, I use BHB salts or beta-hydroxybutyrate ketones. And my whole purpose on it is to, for brain function, which leads me into the next part, which is nootropics. Uh, this is an emerging thing on the market. Um, people may be more familiar with it. Uh, by from the movie Limitless, you know, taking the I forget what the name of that pill was that he was taking, um, but he took the pill and basically he could became a superhuman thinker, and, and that's the whole purpose of nootropics. Now there are 
there are pharmaceutical types of nootropics and there's natural forms of nootropics. Obviously, the pharmaceutical approach gives you a faster and, and crazier response. Um, like you have the racetam family, um, modafinil, you know, is another one. Um, I've, I've tried a bunch of them and, you know, you get a lot of focus and concentration. Uh, but I use... I use different forms of nootropics now, more natural forms. Uh, some of them like are L-theanine, which is common in like green tea, uh, forskolin and uh, the artichoke combo, which is uh, common in or, or made in a blend called Siltep. Uh, so that's another one, forskolin and artichoke. I don't even know if I'm saying that word correctly. But Copa is another one, uh, alpha-GPC. There are some coffees that actually contain alpha-GPC. Caffeine is actually a nootropic, helps, helps you to focus better. Uh, rhodiola, lion's mane, those are all different types of nootropic. Uh, one of the ones that I've been dabbling into from the last couple months is qualia, uh, qualia mind specifically, and that just is, is a blend of these different nootropics that actually increases your brain's ability to focus. So if you are in need of focusing mentally, yeah, nootropics is actually pretty good. As far as it being a nutrient that your body needs, I mean, not really, but, you know, as far as optimal performance in mental function, yeah, nootropics really do work. Uh, another another one is uh, B-complexes. Um, B-complexes is very, very popular, and, you know, people taking B12 shots and all that kind of stuff. Uh, there's there's actually four uh, that I want to mention within the B complex. One is folinic acid. Folinic acid is actually the active form of folate that's naturally found in nature. Uh, the next one is methylcobalamin, which is the active form of vitamin B12. Now these are all important for methylation. Um, and the the next two are trimethyl and dimethylglycine, or TMG or DMG. Again, all part of methylation factors, which helps protect your DNA and a whole bunch of other, other things you guys can look up. Uh, the next uh, specialized supplement would be like phytonutrients, stuff like uh, resveratrol. You know, when they talked about uh, drinking wine and protecting your health, well, resveratrol is one of the things you know, found in that. I, I like another form called terostilbene. Um, and then there's, I, I don't know if you guys remember the commercial, that, I think it was like the the Nestea commercial, or I forget which one it was, but it was the guy that was climbing the Himalayan mountains and he reaches the, the, the monk that's meditating and he's like, what's your secret for you know longevity or life? And he said, EGCG. Uh, but that's, that's a, a compound you know, uh, contained in, in green tea, EGCG, which is epigallocatechin gallate. So easier to say EGCG um, that's found in uh, green teas. So green tea in and of itself, is a great form of uh, phytonutrients. Then you got stuff like curcumin and quercetin, which uh, re are really great for anti-inflammatory stuff, helping with allergies. All right, then we got stuff like iodine, iodide, which, yeah, you know, in clinical research, I've seen so many people just deficient in iodine, and iodide, which really affects thyroid function. Just because a lot of people are just not getting enough seafood into their diet. So get enough seafood into your diet and you'll be fine there. And you got stuff like detox enhancers. You know, you got like uh, all kinds of things. Um, zeolite. You can take uh, 
stuff like that has cilantro in it, these chelators. There's all kinds of things that enhance detoxification, but it's not necessarily a nutrient that you need all the time. So as needed, right? You got antimicrobials, you know, like SF722, undesalinic acid. Um, there's tons of protein shakes on the market. You know, look for, look for stuff that has whey protein in it. You know, there's a whole debate between whey protein isolates and whey protein concentrate. And, you know, if you're just looking for straight protein in and of itself, whey protein isolates will give you way more packed protein um, if you're just looking for protein. If you're looking for a more systemic overall protein supplement, whey protein concentrate will supply you with the raw, undenatured whey protein. So it depends upon what your goal is. So if you're trying to bodybuild, whey protein isolates will be your best bet. If you're trying to look at overall body function, whey protein concentrates is your best bet there. Um, then you got stuff that like that stuff that's emerging on the market now that's gaining way more popularity, like CBD hemp oils. Um, you're, you're seeing a lot more popularity on uh, CBDs helping out with stuff like anxiety. More research is being done and seeing how the effects of CBD oil on cancers. So this is another emerging market. And in my opinion, um, the next big player in, in the industry that you'll be seeing a lot, especially as states start to legalize marijuana more for medical marijuana, um, there's a stigma that goes along with CBD oil, of it being you know, having that negative stigma of being attached to marijuana. But, you know, if you guys start looking at the research and start seeing the effectiveness of this stuff, and, you know, I've seen amazing things happen with patients utilizing CBD oil. Some of them have CBD THC blends in it. Um, and, and when used properly and used in the right settings, you can get amazing results. Now, obviously, you got people that can abuse um, THC, you know, and marijuana abuse, but overall you can, you can abuse anything, you know, you look at the, um, opioid and opioid epidemic going on right now. And all the people hooked on all of those types of uh, ph pharmaceutical drugs. So utilizing it properly and understanding why it's effective is, is really the big, the big thing behind all of it. Now, another big one, uh, that's popular with a lot of women is, uh, essential oils. You know, my wife uses essential oils. Uh, actually, my grandmother used essential oils on me from when I was a baby. And essential oils have been used all throughout mankind. You know, frankincense oil, myrrh, all that stuff was brought to Jesus when he was born. And you know, it's all written in the Bible. In Middle East, in Egypt, they've used essential oils all the time. And this stuff works. I mean, don't get me wrong. This stuff works really well. There's battles between companies. I, I don't get into the battles in, in, in company types. I mean, I just look at effectiveness and, um, you know, people try to poo-poo essential oils, but stuff works. So th that's, you know, what, what I consider specialized supplementation. Then there's stuff like homeopathics. Um, a little word on homeopathics is homeopathics work. And, and the way that the body views it is like a drug. You know, and like a drug, it's not supposed to be used for a lifetime. You know, use it for a short term to get you over the hump while you use the things that the body's division in. So uh, there are homeopathics on the market. I don't give people homeopathics long term. So if you're using a homeopathic, make sure that you're only using it short term because you don't want to be getting a pharmaceutical response for the rest of your life. 
Um, same thing with herbal remedies. Herb, herbs are viewed as in your body as a pharmaceutical. So it's some, something that you're not going to be taking for a long period of time, just as needed. Really great, you know, for as a pharmaceutical substitute. Um, and then, you know, my, my last two is something that we don't think about and we don't get too much of is fiber and stuff to support our joints and skeletal structure, right? So a lot of people take glucosamine, chondroitin, um, but they don't think about stuff or joint support like silica uh, and, and, and looking at the, the response of the body. Um, silica is a, a very, very important thing for hair, nails, joints, skin, um, and fiber. We just don't get enough of, you know, we're so, I mean, you look at tribal, uh, tribal communities are getting anywhere of upwards 90 to 135 grams of fiber a day and the average American gets less than 20 so fiber supplementation is um, another really good thing to be adding to your daily regimen if you're not getting it from your foods and something that if, oh, let me, let me step back. If you do have intestinal issues, um, I don't recommend starting off with a high fiber supplement, okay? So you got to be utilizing things when you need it. All right, let's start wrapping it up. Remember, okay, we went over, it starts all with diet. You got to make sure that you're getting the right diet, eat locally, eat seasonally, um, stuff that is whole foods, nutrient dense. That's what you want to be eating. Then you got to look at your lifestyle. If your lifestyle is in need for supplementation, then, you know, you're going to start with that, you know, your supplementation of, of what you need. You know, I think that everybody should be on magnesium, zinc, um, you know, having some type of pH balancer. Uh, molecular hydrogen, and then as needed, you look at the other stuff like vitamin D and omegas and all that kind of stuff. You guys can go back and listen to that. But if you need supplementation, you need it. I don't recommend relying on it. You need to start with diet and lifestyle first and then supplementation last. All right, we are wrapping it up now. If you need the show notes, you can get the show notes to this. It'll all be at triple playperformance.co forward slash episode 64. So that's tripleplayperformance.co forward slash episode 64. If you guys know of anyone that could benefit from my webinar, you just got to head over to www.tripleplayperformance.co forward slash webinar and you'll be able to watch what I consider the three biggest mistakes people make with their health. It's about a 40-minute overview of the things that I see people making, the biggest mistakes, and then what you need to be doing. And if you want to move forward after that, you want to work with me as a consulting client, you guys can fill out a form, apply for it, and then we'll sit down on a Zoom call for 20 minutes. We'll do a consultation. I'll present to you what I think would be the best route for you to take, and then we can move from there. Hey, if you've enjoyed this podcast, leave us a five-star review. Connect with me on Instagram at TriplePlayDoc. Stay tuned for more episodes. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell the entire world. Till the next episode, be well and aloha.